When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. Welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my very good friend, Kelly. Kelly, how's it going? It is going good. Uh, how is it going for you? Well, I uh, got my vaccine booster yesterday, and so the answer is it hasn't been going all that well uh in the last 24 hours i am on the mend but it's very strange because everyone it seems like everyone else i've talked to is like oh i've gotten my booster i've had no symptoms every single time i've gotten one of these shots i have symptoms yeah you're the first person that i've heard that had a rough time with this one literally consistently the i think the first one i ever got I was sort of tired and I was like, oh, this is not great. The last three that I've gotten have all knocked me. I mean, last night I was like lying comatose in my bed. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, oh, just lie here and um, hope I get better, which I have gotten a lot better, but still on the mend, but excited to be here to talk about some exciting Joshi shows that we have watched over the last two weeks. We're going to be talking Wrestle Princess 3. We're going to be talking uh, Dream on the Ring from Tokyo Joshi as well, previewing a lot of upcoming big stardom shows, including their upcoming tag league that is going on. Before we dive into all of that, Follow us on Twitter at JBob Audio. Kelly has been tweeting from that account. Uh, would you say fairly regularly? Eh, not as much uh, as I'd like. Every now and okay. then, I'm gonna. I'm trying to do more. It's. 
I I keep falling behind on stuff. Like I I'm just catching up on some Choco Pro very recently. I'm still like a week behind on that. So like I as I catch up on things, I'll be posting about stuff that I've watched on there. So keep an keep an eye out. You can also follow Kelly at his own Twitter at Comicy Kelly, or you can follow me at Tay Mambo. Please subscribe to this podcast on your podcast app of choice. And if that app of choice happens to be Apple Podcasts, we'd love it and really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to this show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio. So let's get right into it. The first thing we're talking about today, Tokyo Joshi's Wrestle Princess 3 from October 9th at Tokyo Dome City Hall in front of 1,007 fans, uh, an increase of about 100 fans from last year's Wrestle Princess, Wrestle Princess 2, which did 914 fans at Oda City General Gymnasium, so in a different venue. But Kelly, what did you think about the show overall? I had a good time with it. Uh, for the most part, it was very good. Uh, there is one exception to that, but we'll get to that later. But overall, very good show. I like this quite a bit. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I thought it was another strong, big show. Uh, I saw a lot of debate and talk online about, you know, which was their best big show of the year, comparing it with previous Wrestle Princess shows that they had had and i would have to probably go back and look at those shows match by match um you know obviously the first wrestle princess had the huge mizuki match that got all that hype i think nothing really hit that level to me on this show but still a lot of good up and down the card i actually think it was a lot like last year's wrestle princess which i think if i'm remembering correctly I found stronger than Wrestle Princess 1 as a whole card, and I think that that sort of applied here as well. I think it was a very strong, complete card. There wasn't really, you know, a beginning of the show, how it used to be on Tokyo Joshi, where it would be like, okay, the first four matches are going to be sort of, you know, low-level wrestling, and then you get to the semi-main, you know, the top three, whatever. And those are excellent cards. I thought there was very good wrestling up and down the whole card. Yeah, no, good card throughout. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's we're at an age now where you don't have that like opening bit where you're just like, oh, I can, uh, I can check for the mail and and do something else while these matches are on. Yeah, uh, so that's great to me. I mean, I think we've sort of talked about this ad nauseum, but really showing the improvement of the whole roster really um, from top all the way to bottom. And we'll talk about that in a second, uh, but let's dive right into the first match, a tag team match, Juria Nagano and Mocha Miyamoto defeating Ariso Endo and Kaya Torabami in nine minutes and 24 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this opening match? I thought this was really good. Uh, it was cool to see Jeria score her first win, uh, and especially how quickly she was able to get her first win. You know, she's definitely earmarked for success with how quickly she's climbing up the ranks. Uh, I really, really like her and Mocha as a tag team. They're a lot of fun. And yeah, 
strong opener. I went three and a quarter on it. I liked it as well. I'm very in. I was very interested watching Nagano and sort of realizing that she's at the stage in her rookie career where she is a very, I wrote this in my notes, a sort of center of the ring wrestler. Yeah. In that she sort of has to be in order for her to do her offense. It's like, I have to stand in the middle of the ring. She is not, it's sort of an interesting thing because she has a very unique style, obviously that we both really enjoy but I think that sometimes it gives off the impression of, I don't want to say like she's not a complete wrestler. She's still very young, you know, she's still learning. But I think the next challenge for her is going to be to incorporate some more sort of basic or sort of classic wrestling moves without losing what makes her cool. Like, I think she should be able to have some moves where she runs the ropes or, yeah. you know, be able to do that sort of stuff to sort of get to the next level instead of everything just sort of happening, you know, within a three foot space in the middle of the ring. Now, that being said, I think she's still very cool. I still really like this match. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought Mocha looked really good. She had that twisting brain buster at one point, which I thought looked very cool. I thought Kaya Torabami looked super fun. So to me, it was a fun match. It's just sort of, as you look at these younger wrestlers, you sort of see so many matches of theirs and you see, okay, the next step is going to come. I mean, uh, Kaya Torabami had the same thing that we talked about on the show where she sort of had those two or three high flying moves that she would do. And then the rest of the time it was like, uh, what am I doing? What's happening? And she's gone past that. And I think grown. And that I think is the next step for Juria. Yeah. The, the only thing that gives me pause is I don't, I don't want her to homogenize her style, you know, like I don't want her to become, too pro wrestlery. I do like that she feels like a karate fighter who's been transplanted into wrestling. So it's, I mean, I know she definitely has to grow and will get better at things, but I don't want her to change too much. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And that's what I mentioned with that being the challenge of incorporating this stuff in a way that still keeps it in her style. Yeah. And that will be, I don't know, or maybe they never, maybe that doesn't ever happen. But someone like Miyu, who is probably the closest comparison, still has many things that are sort of classic pro wrestling moves. And I don't think that that takes away from her stuff. Um, so, yeah, so just something, you know, to think about. But as I said, I thought it was a good start to the show and a good match. The next match was a six-person tag team match. Now Kakuda, Yoshiko Hasegawa, and Yuna Manase defeating Haruna Neko and Mahiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamafuku. Kelly, what did you think of this match? Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I said it was a fun match. Three stars. Decent. Uh, 
now has cool gear again, new stuff. As I was watching a show yesterday, it hit me. Does do you did you ever see the Zack Snyder classic Sucker Punch? I have not ever seen okay. that movie. Her uh, her gear reminds me of the outfit the main character in that movie wore at one point. All right, isn't that movie notoriously bad, or am I thinking of something else? It's not great. It's a, like right. it's, essentially it's a collection of music videos, and those segments are cool. But like anything else is bad. I mean, it's a Zack Snyder movie. It's gonna be bad. They're they're not good. But yeah, no, it's a uh, cool cool fight scenes, and that's that's about it. But yeah, the uh, the main character wears an outfit that sort of reminds me of uh, now's current gear. So I wonder if it's inspired by that at all. Well, we we do want to talk about something that happened even before the match oh, began, yes, which was do. Namba messing up the intro. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> um, which was very funny, uh, and she felt terrible, but it's okay. Everyone, everyone was having a good time. Uh, also, Yuna Manase sort of got the Micah haircut a little bit. Kind of, yeah. She had the sort of two level uh haircut i will say genuinely maybe the best haruna neko has ever looked to me i i think she's getting better <laughs> like i, I thought she... she genuinely looked very good and also on the 14th the show on the 14th which we'll talk about in a bit i also thought she looked good and i was like okay if she's getting better i'm like that is a sign that yeah. everyone can get better because yeah. I had said on this show that I was like, oh, she is what she is, and that's fine. She's at the very bottom of the pecking order, and who cares? But I'm like, she was good. Yeah, no, she's she's putting in the work. She's doing really good lately. Um, but I sort of was with you. I thought for a while it was a pretty standard, you know, basic match. I thought right at the end it sort of picked up a little bit and got exciting, and I was sort of like, oh, I was more into this, and then it ended. But I wrote pretty standard in my in my notes, so I think I'm in step with you mm-hmm. in terms of our opinion on the match. But anyway, the hey, other hold, thing hold, we have hold. to talk about. Okay, good. I was I thought you were gonna skip <laughs> yeah. this over, and I was not going to let it happen again. No, the people were asking me this week on the Discord. <laughs> people were asking me for my opinion, and I said I'm giving it on the next episode. I did watch the tag team title match. And I have to say, and I am going to give an opinion, so this is not me, like, shirking <laughs> doing this. Very hard match to judge from, because I thought she just looked fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she looked at like she does all the time, which is why I have this <laughs> trouble, where I'm like, oh, that was good. And then the very next thing she does, I'm like, nope, that doesn't look good. Uh, like, she does a strike, and you're like, that looks terrible. Um but my official, and part of it, is this Haruna Neko business. <laughs> my opinion is that she is, I don't know if I'm going to use the term she is good, but I'm going to say she has potential, and I think I'm going to land on the pro side and not the con side. It, she's, a, she's a marble statue, but there's still a lot of the 
the just rock that needs to be chipped away before the statue is completed. Yeah, and as I said, if Haruna Nako can out of nowhere all of a sudden become an actually good wrestler, anyone on this roster can become a good wrestler. And I think she does many things very well. I just think she also does many things not that well. But that's okay. It helps I... that she's gotten a personality. Like, she has a character now, and that character is she apologizes for things. <laughs> and, like, that's better than what she had before, which was... I guess she likes the color blue and went to school with Camille. <laughs> but in that tag match and why I said, oh, this was sort of a hard match to judge on in that tag title match they had, she was sort of in terms of what the focus of the match was. She was number four. She, yeah, she, it felt like she was barely there. She was there to sort of fill in the gaps when it wasn't Yuki wrestling, I mean, that's what tag team wrestling is. So that sounds sort of stupid, but um, like just there as the other body to sort of be like, yes, this is a tag team match. The focus was on Yuki, but I just decided, look, and I'm in a magnanimous mood. So I've decided I, I am going to believe I am going to be positive glass half full person and say she has potential and she could become a talented pro wrestler. You heard it here. And I will not change my mind unless she does something so egregiously bad. I'm allowed to <laughs> change my mind. Well, hopefully she doesn't wrestle uh, Ram Kaicho and decide she needs to paint her face yes or if she starts dating marty Skrull, for example yeah in that cat in that case i am allowed to change my mind yeah that's fair other than that i will not be changing it i will be a mahiro kiryu supporter and while uh, while you're talking about marty Skrull, i just want to give a quick shout out uh triple h i know you're listening right now scouting out some people you should really sign Marty Skrull. I think that would be a great idea for you right now. Get add, an, add another gem to your Infinity Gauntlet. Not just so I don't have to see him anywhere else, but I, I, think, I think the people would really like if you signed him. Thanks, Papa H. He, he does wrestle, or not wrestle, he does work out at that weird... Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym that seemingly everyone goes to every week or whatever. And it's like... Oh, canceled BJJ. Yeah, May Saruga and Matt Riddle uh, <laughs> hanging out together. So, you know, maybe that's his in. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> Triple H, you the, know umbrellas are over. And if you know anything, you know Triple H is... I hate to reveal this to the people. We wanted to keep it a secret. Triple H is a is our biggest fan. Yeah, he of, writes us of jumping bum all the time. <laughs> As you can tell by the fact that I get on here and I'm like, can you believe no one has ever signed uh Asuka and then no one still doesn't sign Asuka? Well, that's because uh, he didn't he wasn't able to before with his with his stupid father in law running the company. But now 
now that he's in there, oh, he's signing up every. He's getting NXT Japan off the ground again. Oh, don't I don't want to. <laughs> Hideki Suzuki, come on now. back. If Kendo it happens, Cashin, come on back. If it happens, I'm going to blame you. And if Stardom all of a sudden loses like ten people, I'm going to be like, "This is your fault." Yeah, no, I, I would take that blame. Anyway, the next match was a big singles match. Ryo Mizunami defeating Suzume in 11 minutes and 5 seconds. I said on the preview that this could be the surprise match of the night. I don't know if it was the match of the night, but I think it was very close. I thought this was excellent. Yes. Suzume, I say it every time she wrestles. I think she's a star. She looked great. Suzume pulling out these moves, back and forth action. There was a bunch of stuff I've never seen from her in this match. She did that dive where she barely got over the top rope. (laughs) So small. Uh, I thought this was awesome. I went four and a quarter stars. Um, I thought this rocked. And I'm like, Ryu Mizunami should be on every big Tokyo Joshi show wrestling one of these young wrestlers because they've been good matches. Yeah. They should definitely work on bringing her in more often because she's been great in her spot here. Just like this was awesome. This was a perfect lower card match. Just a really fiery performance from Suzume. I loved how Mizunami was, she was testing Suzume. Like this was perfect. I, in my notes, I only went three and a quarter or three and three quarters. I should probably bump that up to four at the very least. Cause I, I just, the more I thought about this match, the more I liked it. I, I really loved the styles clash between the two. And I just loved what Mizunami brought out of Suzume. Like this was, this was great. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, Suzume looked great, and I just said it, but Ryo Mizunami has to get a lot of credit here. Yes. You know, so many Ryo Mizunami going to AEW. I mean, she had the good match with Shida. Um, but it's like sometimes these people go to AEW and they all of a sudden the matches are not that good. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm just like, I don't know. And then they come back to Joshi and they just immediately, like Mizunami immediately starts having good matches again. And I'm like, no, the problem is AEW. Uh, <laughs> the, the problem is having to wrestle uh, Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch and Marina Shafir every week. Yeah, so uh, an excellent match. Uh, yeah. The next match was our big Big Show, Hyper Masao match. Mizuki defeating Hyper Masao in 8 minutes and 25 seconds. In my notes, I have two notes. One of them totally makes sense to me. One of them, I don't remember why I wrote this note. The first one is, you ever seen a Hyper Masao match? Because uh, that was this. It was great. And that sounds like an insult, but it was great. As all Hyper Masao matches are but very much a hyper missile style match. The other thing I wrote is Kelly in the mud. Why did I write that? Okay. That, okay I have two possible reasons. One was that this match caused me physical pain to see all the Kaiju toys get hurt again. 
This happens all the time. Every every big missile match, and it hurts every time. I don't want to see them get attacked. I know there's some cool figures in there that are worth some money. <laughs> uh, the other possible thing is that I had said on the previous show when we were trying to figure out who was going to win and if this would lead to a title shot that Masao might win because it's what we thought wouldn't happen. Then she'd face Nakajima for the title at the 1-4 show. I think that's why you said I was in the mud because that did not happen. uh, Was that it? Maybe. I can't remember. I I legitimately can't remember. (laughs) That's the only thing. Those are the only two things I could possibly think of. It wasn't the kaiju. It was not the kaiju toys. I know that was not it. Was it that? No, I don't think it was because I think (laughs) I, because I think in the preview show, we both were like, Oh, Mizuki's going to win and challenge on one four. And then you sort of offered Masao winning as an alternative. Yeah. But you weren't like sitting here arguing, being like, I know Hyper Masao's going to yeah, win. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'll thinking, prove you wrong. This is what they could do because they, they always do the opposite <laughs> of what they think they're going to do. Um, I don't know. If you know, know why I'm in the mud, write us <laughs> on Discord. <laughs> yeah. Or tweet at us. Yeah, either why one. Why is Kelly in the mud? Yeah, tell um, tell us why I'm in the mud. Um, hopefully it's nothing awful. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this match rocked. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it Again, like you said, if you've seen a Missile match, you know what to expect, and it's super fun. Uh, I absolutely loved the spot where Mizuki hid behind the trash can to spray Missile with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> that was incredible. Just And it started with her dumping Mizuki in the trash can and bopping her on the head with the... <laughs> with the, the lid to put her in there just just fantastic i loved that whole spot so much just really fun i went four stars on this <laughs> yeah sort of your classic as i said your classic big show masao match i mean really no one in all of wrestling is consistent as hyper masao when it comes to these matches you know yeah. exactly what you're gonna get and they're always good yeah. And if you don't like that, you can skip it. <laughs> you know, you're not going to miss Yeah, but anything. you know. You're not going to be sitting there being like, will this one be the match? Yeah, Maybe exactly. this one will be different. Yeah, no, you can, you one can time skip she it just, because yeah. you know what it's going to be. One time she just pulls out a technical master class. Yeah. Against, who knows, the only one that like was any different was the uh, uh, the hardcore match she had against Shinma Katsumata in uh, DDT, because that was just a full on hardcore match. The next match was another six person tag team match: Max the Impaler, Rika Tatsumi, and Yuki Aino defeating. Aja Kong, Palm Harajuku, and Raku. Kelly, I'll go to you first. Uh, Palm has never been more over than she was in this match, and I think they should have called the audible and gave her the win. Because, holy shit, the crowd was all about Palm. And I think she should have pinned Maxine Pale. <laughs> uh, fun trios match. Really loved the dynamic the teams had, and the post-match stuff with Max and Kong rocked. Uh, this was fun. I went three and a half on it. Uh, I also thought this was 
great. I wrote, what a fun match, but also nuts in my note. I went very high. I went four and a quarter stars because I thought oh, wow. this was really good. I just, it was really fun and not, you know, very different from a Hyper Masao match, which is sort of like very wacky, crazy. Like this was fun, but just in a way that you're like, oh, I'm like laughing at this, but they're not, I mean, they are trying to be funny, but not in that intentional way of like, oh, we're pulling these things out. It's just from like the story of these people interacting, these wrestlers wrestling each other, the crowd chanting for Palm at the beginning when she's like, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to be in here. Everyone's like, nope, it's going to be you. Everyone trying to kill each other in the middle of the match. See, I think Palm should beat Max, but I think it should happen. You know, obviously Max was on the, um, the show on the 14th. So there's still going to be a round, I would imagine. But if there's a time when they're not going to come back, their very last match, 100%, I think should be Palm beating them. Yes, absolutely. And preferably, like, on a big show. Yeah. Because I think the crowd would go absolutely nuts. By the way, something we didn't talk about. Obviously, Tokyo Joshi has had other shows. Uh, in the past couple months like this. But once again, great to hear a crowd. Mm-hmm. They were great. The difference, in, the difference in hearing a crowd, not hearing a crowd is crazy. They were great. Uh, great time. I really uh, want to see a show at Tokyo Dome City Hall. Like, it just, it seems like a cool venue. I think the, um, I think the balcony seats i mean not that this would really matter but i think the balcony seats are very high up okay i think um although i don't know i've never i have not been there um i have not been there either but maybe I always you'll see go it to like wrestle princess I, four yeah i always see it advertised when i watch ultraman because they have like the stage shows there too <laughs> so i was thinking i'm like oh it's that place where wrestling and ultraman happen uh, but yeah, this match super, I thought one of the best matches on the show, along with the Suzume and Mizunami match, just a ton of fun, really a perfect encapsulation of the Tokyo Joshi style, you know, maybe not, uh, technically a great in-ring match, but so much fun, fun story, fun characters, Really, everything that Tokyo Joshi really excels in was in this match. The next match was a tag team match. The team 1 to 1 million, Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita, defeating Hikari Noah and Riho in 13 minutes and 44 seconds. I thought that this match was fine, not as good as I expected. This was sort of the classic. tag team match Tokyo Joshi tag team match where I'm like, Ooh, this will be really good. And then it's not quite as good as I think it will be because it's sort of not at the top of the card. Obviously this is just under the uh, uh, title matches that came after it. So I just sort of thought, Oh, this was a fine match. I thought that the Miyu Riho sequence late in the match was really, really good. Uh, Ito put on a very painful Ito Deluxe close to the end. But other than that, I sort of was just 
a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, it was it was solid enough, but I think it was uh, it never kicked in the gear for me or the next gear for me. Uh, I thought Hikari had a really good showing here. Uh, I feel like she's definitely tightened up her super kicks ever since the Yuka incident. Uh, so I thought she did really well here. Uh, Riho, good as always. Cool to see her wrestle. Uh, and then, uh, other than that, I don't really have anything to say about it. It was a match. It happened. It was it was decent. Uh, I like the post-match. There's like a brief stare-down between Riho and Ito, and I hope that they have a singles match coming up somewhere down the road. That would be very cool. Uh, but yeah, solid mid-card match, but nothing nothing to write home about. Then next was the first of three title matches, the international princess title match. Miyu Watanabe defeating the champion Alex Windsor in 10 minutes and 21 seconds to become the new international princess champion. I know a lot of people really enjoyed this match. I thought it was fun. I think I was a bit lower than a lot of other people. I was probably in the three and a half, three and three quarter range. Uh, but super happy to see Miyu win the title. Very deserved, especially after the great run that she had uh, a, a while back. Got a lot of hype there and now is champion. And I also hope that Alex Windsor returns. Uh, good to see her in her full gear. Get the full Alex Windsor experience. I think that she is very good. And I think that she fits in well in Tokyo Joshi. So I hope that she returns. Yeah, I like this match. Uh, it was awesome to see Miyu get the big win here. That was super cool. Just a really nice moment. Uh, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed by the match. I thought Windsor didn't have the same spark that she had in the uh, Ito match. So I I don't know. I thought I was kind of let down by her performance here. Uh, not a bad match by any means, but just not as good as I was hoping for. Like I went three and a half on it. I was hoping I was hoping for more. I don't know. The semi-main event, another title match, the Princess Tag Team title match. The team of Saki Akai and Yuki Arai, the champions, defending their title successfully against the uprising of Nightshade and Rhea O'Reilly in 16 minutes and 57 seconds. I have to say that I was watching uh, up to this point, I was watching the show live um, as it aired, it was very late at this point um, when this match started. I think it was like 4, 3.45 in the morning or something like that. I was becoming tired. I watched this match. I really didn't feel all that strongly about it in any way. Um, I thought it was perfectly competent but not very exciting. Uh, to me, I ended up going to sleep after this match. I woke up the next day and I watched the main event, uh, mainly because I was nervous that I was tired. But I think that this was just sort of a match that, I don't know, felt cold, didn't really feel like there was much um, behind it. You know, this team of the Uprising, a team that I had never seen before, you know, on this big show when you have a lot of sort of stories, you have the Palm and Max story, you have obviously the story of Miyu winning her first title, and then you sort of get this match, which is just like, here's a team that we got to come over to have a match. And so 
just didn't really keep my attention and focus very well. Yeah, I didn't like this. Uh, my notes say this was extremely average and mostly boring. Uh, I think the the Southern style tag format really only works when the heels have compelling offense, and uh, these two do not. I don't know. I think this was a bad placement for the match on the card. Like, why are you putting two people who effectively are just strangers? Like, no, I don't. I don't know who these people are. I don't know if anyone in any of the fans of Tokyo Joshi know who these people are. So it just seemed weird to bring them in for this match and put them in your semi-main event when they're relative unknowns to this scene. So like I don't I don't know, it didn't make any sense to me and the match was nowhere near good enough to justify them being here. So I I don't know. Uh Akai and Arai's title run is not really off to the best start. <laughs> So I hope we they kick it into gear with some of the next matches and they get some better opponents. Uh, I I just slapped two stars on this one. The crowd was booing the heels, so that was sort of a good thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's you know, I think it would have even been nice to get them over earlier just to establish who they are. But I yeah. think we're relatively on the same page with that match. Also. Uh, I think relatively on the same page, the uh, cage match rating is 5.33 out of 10. So I think we're pretty, uh, you said two stars. So a little bit, little bit higher than two stars. I think that's like 2.6, like 2. 2. 2.66. That's quick math. Uh, anyway, the main event of the show, the Princess of Princess title match, Yuka Sakazaki defeating Shoko Nakajima in 22 minutes and 44 seconds to once again become the Princess of Princess champion. And I do have to say, we have talked a lot on this show about the idea of trying to get some new blood into this um Princess of Princess title scene, getting some new names. You know, Maki Ito we've talked about, Mizuki, uh, Miyu Watanabe, people like that. I have to say, it doesn't hurt that these matches usually on these big shows are good. Oh, definitely. Like, I think I would be more upset about some of these quote-unquote younger wrestlers not getting a chance if these matches were like, two and a half stars. This match was excellent. It was, it was very good. I thought it was better than their match at, uh, cyber fight. I just thought it was an excellent, well-worked match. Yuka showing why I think she is probably one of the top three singles wrestlers in the company. I think she just looked great. She has that edge to her. She has that edge to her that a lot of stars do when they can come into the mat matches like this. They can sort of have that edge sort of work, not heel, but sort of work roughly. Uh, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. It's something that, you know, Tanahashi is really good at, even though he's a big baby face star, he can come in these matches and sort of have heel tendencies and it gives the match a fun edge. I thought this match was excellent. 
I went four and quarter stars. I was very close to four and a half. I almost went four and a half. And I think Kelly, did you go four and a half? I sure went four and a half. Uh, this was awesome. I go with going off of what you said with Yuka kind of reminding you of heelish Tanahashi. Like she felt like the goddamn Terminator in this match. Just like she evolved from being the grumpy veteran to being the Terminator here, just ripping apart Shoko's legs and feeling nothing. And just, she has to get to the top of the mountain and she doesn't care what happens to you for her to get there. And even when she gets there, she is unfazed and unfeeling. Well, until the match actually ended, then things change. But in the match, just an ice cold killer and just beat the shit out of Shoko. It was awesome. And Shoko was great here, too. She more than held up her end of things. The senton on the apron where she almost, like, fell off the top rope doing it just looked insane and so dangerous. Like, these two were just putting everything they had on the line here in this match. And just fantastic. I thought this is the match, The this is the main event this show needed, I thought, because there wasn't, like, the, the, show, the show had been good. But especially after that, the semi-main, this needed to be a killer main event. And they, they delivered. And I, I loved the uh, the show of mutual respect between the two of them at the, in the post-match. And it kind of just put over how important this match was. And just the perfect way to close things out. Like, yeah, I loved this match. Definitely go out of your way to see it if you haven't yet. And like I want, like Taylor said, I want four and a half stars on this one. Sorry to scoop you on your own match rating. Uh, there. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but you are right. An, an excellent end to the show. And I think what they needed with the previous match, I think if both the matches had been average, it might be sort of like letting the air out of the balloon. And I think you probably would have thought, oh, a good show, but not a great show. I think I was higher than you on a few other matches. So I think I thought the undercard was a bit stronger, but a great end to the show another great end to the show i think that they've had three uh this wrestle princess show yearly show has been very good obviously the first one uh the mizuki title challenge was the biggest one uh getting five stars from a lot of places but we will see what the future holds as i said you know i'm hopeful that some of these other you know mizuki people like that get these challenges but at the end of the day, if that is not in the cards and what is in the cards is they just have these great matches uh, with the people who are in the scene all the time, there are much worse things to get in wrestling. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a really good point. That's like, well, I would like nice new shiny toys, but the toys I have are pretty good. <laughs> Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The that is Wrestle Princess three. The next thing we are going to talk about is Tokyo Joshi's dream on the ring show. But before we do that, Kelly has a word from our sponsors. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about our friends over at HelloFresh. Uh, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home. Fall is the perfect time to, ex- to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. Have your pumpkin spice and eat it too with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from HelloFresh Market. Uh, from brunch kits to a fall dessert board, you'll find everything you need for all your f- favorite autumn occasions like tailgating, Oktoberfest, and more. Uh, HelloFresh is the perfect fit for the fall, and now I've even been able to recommend it to my vegan friends. Uh, maybe some of those vegan friends are you listeners right now. So if you want to get in on the HelloFresh, uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Let me tell you that again. Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, so Tokyo Joshi also had a show on October 14th, Dream on the Ring, which is the, I guess we could call it the conclusion of a series they've been doing with three... um, young trainees that will be voted on or are being voted on by the fans, I should say. And the winner of the vote will get to make their professional wrestling debut. They had three exhibition matches on this show, Rizako, Himari, Monica, and Wakana Uehara. Kelly, I believe you watched the show as well. I did. What? stuck out to you so i think all three of the trainees have potential uh i think risako in her match with tatsumi she's got a good look and cool gear but she was the first rookie to debut for tokyo joshi in a while where i wasn't immediately blown away but like that's a high bar because they've had a bunch of really good rookies in a row, so it, there's a there's a bit of a curve there, or a, a sharp incline, I should say. Uh, so she definitely needs more polish, but I thought the match was fine enough. Uh, I thought Himari in her match against Miyu, uh, 
she's real tall. So that's a definite benefit in her favor. Uh, and I like that she is willing to stand and trade strikes with Miu. Like that, that definitely takes some guts <laughs> for sure. Uh, very rough, but she did well enough. And then uh, uh, Wakana and her match against Shoko. Uh, her gear kind of reminds me of Maki Ito's gear when she was first popping up and before she went to like the red and black or the dark red and black kind of motif for all her gear. Uh, that being said, I cannot remember the last time I saw a match that was so carried by a single wrestler. Like I don't, I don't want to be mean about this, but Nakajima may as well have been in there with Yoshihiko, uh, barring like a drop kick that uh, Uehara hit. She was pretty much literally moved into every position by Nakajima, so she's definitely the roughest of the three, and is gonna take a lot of work to polish into a into a solid wrestler. So, like, if, I, if I'm if i casting my vote between the three, I think I'm going with uh, Himari Manaka. Uh, which which of the three was your favorite? That's fascinating to me because I thought Manaka was the worst of the really? three. Really? Okay. Yes. I thought, now, I think having your match against Miyu is the hardest yes. in terms of Tatsumi, Yamashita, Nakajima. I think the hardest person to wrestle is Yamashita just because she sort of has that style and it sometimes feels like people have to match that style a little, a little, which is I think hard for rookies. I thought she looked to me the worst of the three. I think there was some weird, like there was at one point she went to do a kick and it felt like she sort of halfway through gave up on the kick, but then ended up still hitting me with like a toe kick sort of, <laughs> And I was like, well, that, I mean, I think Rizako would be my pick. I know currently they've been doing this point base. Um, you sort of earn points. I believe Uihara is currently in the lead with 20 points or was. Um, now people are voting on, you know, after watching this show, they are voting between the three on Twitter Um so we will see. I mean, mine probably would have been Rizako, uh, Uehara, Manaka would be one, two, three for me. You know, I don't think that's a huge, it's not like a huge golf of like one is way up, two is in the middle. I think they're all sort of close. They all, to me, felt very much like rookies, which mm -hmm. they are. Um, but I think you are right that also we've had some rookies that have debuted recently that have been very good almost right off the bat, uh, which doesn't make it harder to judge, but it just oh, sort it, of it watching definitely this... makes it harder to judge. Cause it's like, we we've come to expect this level of quality from them. And it's like, well, no, these are just normal rookies. Gross. Yeah. I think you just have to be like, okay, remember that, you know, it's not normal that people debut and they're like immediately, so good. And I think it would have been different if one of these in my mind would have been so ahead. Yeah. Like if you would have put like Juria in the place of one of these three, you would have been like, Oh, Juria in her first match, you would be like, Oh, she blows the other two away. Mm -hmm. But I thought that they were fairly close in terms of skill. 
Yeah, I wonder. So, like, I wonder, do the other two stick around, or are they just gone from wrestling forever <laughs> if they lose this vote? Uh, we'll see. Who knows what the future? Who knows what the future holds? Uh, it's hard to say, but yeah. we will find out. I believe at the end of the month okay. is when the final uh, point tally is revealed. I believe. Uh, so we'll find out, and we will then, of course, see the winner, at least, on an upcoming show. Yeah. Um, the other big thing happening on this show, Moka Miyamoto defeating Suzume in a tag match. She will be challenging Miyu Watanabe uh, for Miyu's title at an upcoming show. Kelly, anything else? Uh, everything else on this show sort of standard uh, Tokyo Joshi house show stuff, but any other comments on this show? Yeah, nothing else really stood out besides the semi main, and uh, I never expected Mocha to be pinning Suzume there, and the crowd certainly didn't either because they gasped. <laughs> like you heard, you heard audible noises, which you did not on the entire rest of the show. Uh, so that was actually a really cool moment. Uh, Mocha did fantastic in this match. She worked her ass off and I think it may have been her best single performance yet. So I'm really excited to see what she brings to the match against uh, Miu. So yeah, very good match uh, with a surprising result. Yes. I should also say uh, one thing that happened on the show or, or was announced on the show is Willow Nightingale will oh, finally yeah. be coming to Cho- Tokyo Joshi. So she will also be on that. Um, October 29th show with that Mocha Miyu title match. So that is exciting. She was supposed to be here earlier in the year and had some issues with visa uh, visa issues. So glad to see her coming in because I think she's a fun wrestler. I think she's impressed, uh, impressed me in her time in AEW. And I'm a big proponent of getting um, these people over and having them in Tokyo Joshi. Cause I think it helps Tokyo Joshi and it helps the wrestlers that come over. Yeah. And I think she'll be a good fit with the company. Like she definitely just will fit like right in the babe with the power. Yep. Uh, what else has been going on in the last two weeks of Joshi stardom, a relatively quiet last two weeks. It's cause everyone's uh, tired from all those matches they had. <laughs> Uh, on October 9th, Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid, the Artists of Stardom champions, went to a 30-minute time limit draw with Azumi, Sayakamitani, and Utami. You think they were just, like, telling Rossi, like, bro, can we just do, like, a a count-out? Like, who who (laughs) wants to wrestle to a draw after this exhausting tournament? (laughs) Let us have a break. Just change it to a 10-minute time limit and we'll yeah. a draw. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, they probably have great cardio, so maybe they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and I think probably. in a, in a six-person tag, you can probably hang out a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Until the end. Uh, in Oz Academy, they had a show on the 10th. They also have a show on the 16th. We are recording before that show happens. Akino versus Hiroya Matsumoto for the Oz Academy Openweight title. 
is happening. Sendai Girls on their October 10th show, Dash Chizako and Hiroya Matsumoto defeating Chihiro Hashimoto and you to win the Sendai Girls tag team titles. Uh, big news in Marvelous, Unagi Sayaka appeared at their latest show to assess Marvelous, uh, and she will be appearing facing Aihosan on their upcoming October 25th show. In Wave on the 9th, Ikari Shimizu and Saki Galaxy Punch, the tag team champions, retained their titles over Sakura Hirota and Yuki Miyazaki. Kelly, I know you mentioned Chaco Pro earlier. Anything you have to talk about there? Uh, yes, I do. So like I said, I've been catching up. Uh, I just the other night finally watched the uh, Tropical Night show from September 29th. That was Yuna Mizumori's final show. Uh, solid show all around, but the top three matches were all worth checking out. Uh, you had Haruka Umasaki and Mei Suruga defeating Sayaka and Che Koshikawa. That was a good and fast-paced competitive tag match. I went four stars on it. And that one kind of made me realize, like, May is an incredible tag wrestler. When you think about the amount of regular tag partners she has and how she's, like, those teams are all great. Like, she's got best bros. She's got, uh, she'll team with uh, Emi Sakura a lot. She's got this team with... Haruka Umasaki, she'll team with uh, Suzume, and like they all feel like you like a unified team. They never feel like oh, they're just slapping two people together. So I think she's a very underrated tag wrestler in that way. Uh, then the semi-main event was Balianaki successfully defending his Super Asia title against Kaori Oniyama. Uh, this wasn't like a great match, but I think it was a very fun match. Uh, it was cool to see Aki kind of play the heel here and really just bully Yoniyama around the ring. Uh, so it was cool. Uh, just kind of a different side of him. So that was uh, good. Uh, three and a half stars on that one. And then in the main event, Yuna Mizumori wins her final Gato move match against Emi Sakura. Uh, this was fantastic. Uh, she and Sakura both fought extremely hard, and Mizumori was finally able to beat her teacher, but Emi did not make it easy on her, just beating the daylights out of her throughout the entire match. Uh, this was a super emotional match for both involved, but especially for Mizumori. And it was night. Her victory here, it felt like this was a graduation from Gato Move rather than her just leaving. It was she she finally surpassed her teacher and now she can go off and make something of herself elsewhere. So this it was it was a cool moment. Uh very much worth a watch. I went four and a half stars on that. All right, so that is everything that happened in the last two weeks of Joshi. What is coming up in the next two weeks of next two weeks of Joshi? We talked about the fact that Stardom had a quiet last two weeks well they don't have a quiet next two weeks uh they have a show on the 19th new blood number five highlighted the card here hannon defending her future of stardom title against amy soray kelly do you think hannon finally goes down here to amy soray most likely if they aren't just gonna have her relinquish the title this is where she loses yeah, I feel like she has to lose at this point because yeah. there's really nothing else for her 
to do with it. She no. set the record. Amy Soray, I think they are behind her, so it would be a good title for her to have. So I think Hannon finally is defeated. Unless here. they want to do like like I mentioned before, kind of like how Impact has with the title with the X Division title, pull like an option C, she relinquishes it and then you do her versus like Siri on one of the tag league shows as a main event or something. Uh, maybe I just think she, lo- I think she just loses it. Yeah, I think That's so I too. Think. <laughs> also on the show, Momo Kogo will face just tap outs rhythm. My Sakurai will face Chen Yoda. Taylor, did you watch the video of her squatting Rossi? Uh, I think I saw a brief few few (laughs) seconds of it, yes. (laughs) She's getting pushed to the moon, right? Uh, I mean, as much as she can if she doesn't actually work for stardom, but I'm sure she'll be on all of these, as many New Blood shows as Rossi can put her. Like, I think Rossi is just throwing contracts at this woman, and part of the contract is you have to give me piggyback rides. (laughs) Maybe. Lady C and Hina will face Suzu Suzuki and Anchamu, Mina Shirakawa, Wakasukiyama, and Yuna Mizumori will take on Ram Kaichao, Linda, and Rina. Waka, you don't don't you do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it again. Don't do it. Well, she didn't do it last time, so I know, but still. Maybe she learned her lesson. <laughs> I hope. And you can't do it now. You're in a match with other people. You can't put that on other people don't make everyone else do it <laughs> and then the main event mirai tomoka naba and nanami will take on starlight kid ruaka and haruka umasaki in the main event there stardom has a korokin hall show on october 22nd the top three matches there nanai takahashi and alpha female the neo stardom army We'll take on Julia and my Sakurai. And then the beginning of the IWGP Women's Tournament, we'll see Utami take on Himika and Mayu Iwatani take on Momo Watanabe. Then we go into the Tag League. The Tag League, two blocks, red block and blue block. In the red block, My Sakurai and Lady C, the team of My Fair Lady. That's incredible. Shiri... They they need to win. <laughs> they, the, fuck whatever plans they have for this tournament. My Sakurai and Lady C are winning this tournament. Shuri and Tomoka Inaba, the team of Karate Brave. Dog shit name. My... <laughs> Mayu Iwatani and Momo Kogo. The team of Peach Rock. Ugh. Okay. Julia and Tekla, the team of Mafia Bella. I kind of like that one. Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid returning again, the team of Black Desire. I, I like that name. It sounds like a either like a fancy uh, perfume or a cologne or a certain kind of website. Uh, Saki Kashima and Fukigen Death, the team of We Love Tokyo Sports. That one took me a bit to realize why it was funny, but I, I like it now. Tom Nakino and Natsupoi, the team of Meltier. Shit name. 
and Utami and Sayakamatani returning again as the team of Aphrodite. It's whatever. It's it's no my fair lady. Blue block, the team of Mirai and Amy Sore, the new eras. Get your shoes out of here. Mina Shirakawa and Saki, Kawild Venus. Nah. Hanan and Sayaida Wing Gori. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not feeling that one. Azumi and Miyu Amasaki O2 line. That's a train thing, right? Uh I don't know actually. Are they are they stealing Raku's gimmick? <laughs> don't you do it. The team of Hazuki and Koguma FWC. Yeah, it's whatever. Well, I mean, that's their that's well their established. Name. Yeah, Micah and Himika, the team of My Hime. That's boring. They need a better name. <laughs> Nanai Takahashi and you seven up. And sure, whatever. And Kelly's favorite team, saving Kelly's favorite team for last, Natsukatora and Ruaka, the team of BMI two thousand. Literally nothing I could say about that name was will be nice. <laughs> okay I, there's literally nothing i could say that wouldn't be me making fun of them in a mean way so i'm just leaving it at that and my fair lady should win the entire goddamn tournament so the first tag league show is on october 23rd it will see hazuki and koguma take on nanai takahashi and you azumi and miyu amasaki take on hanan and saya ida Mina Shirakawa and Saki take on Natsuko Tora and Ruaka. Tom Nakino and Natsupoi take on Julia and Tekla. And Mai Sakurai and Lady C, Kelly's favorite team, taking on Saki Kashima and Fukigen. And those are the tag league matches. Also on that card, two IWGP tournament matches. The winner of Momo and Mayu will take on the winner of Utami and Himika and Kairi will return to take on Alpha Female. Also, Fuachan will debut. Fuachan is a comedian and YouTuber in Japan who is a fan of stardom and will be making their debut teaming with Hazuki against Saya Kamatani and Hina. She's the Drew then, Carey of uh, stardom. I'm sure. <laughs> and then on October 30th, more tag league. Hanan and Saeeda will take on Natsuko Tora and Ruaka. Hazuki and Kogamo will take on Azumi and Miyu Amasaki. And Saki Kashima and Fukigen will take on Utami and Saya Kamatani. So that is everything coming up in stardom seedling also has a show on the 19th of october a corican hall show where they will do be doing a title tournament for the vacated beyond the sea title amazon misa kagura riko kawahara yu hiroyo matsumoto ryo mizunami hanako nakamori ayame sasamura itsuki aoki and riko kaiju all in that tournament also on that show will be a tag Title defense, Asuka and Makoto defending their tag titles against Saki and Yuko Sakurai. 
Tokyo Joshi, as we mentioned, has the show on the 29th. Miyu Watanabe against Moko Miyamoto and Willow Nightingale will be there. Sendai Girls has two shows, one on the 21st and the big show in Niigata on the 30th. Wave, Saki, and Hikari Shimizu. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's old. Never mind. Kelly, what's coming up in Choco Pro? Uh, I don't have anything. Uh, it's really right. coming off the rails at the end, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly, do you have your... We'll get it right back on the rails. Do you have your usual recommendation? I do. So in the last time since we did a show, I have watched three Hellraiser movies. I watched the first, the second, and then the new remake that's on Hulu. And uh, they're fun. I like those movies. They're 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 cool. Uh, the new one I don't like as much as the first two originals, but the the first hour is kind of boring and real slow. But the second hour rocks. So like I guess stick around through it because some cool stuff happens. So Hellraiser, enjoy it with your Halloween spooky times. Kelly, you have to watch number three through ten, which are all garbage. But those aren't um, on Prime. I did. I did watch uh, the re. I have seen every Hellraiser movie that they've ever made. I did watch the remake, and I did enjoy it. Um, but I had forgotten, and I went back through my letterbox to see what I had given all the Hellraisers, and <laughs> not not a single movie from number three to number ten was any higher than two stars. <laughs> <laughs> They're just absolute garbage. Uh, one is about people who go to a mansion for like um, a computer tournament or something. Okay. And then the like pinhead comes out of the computer or something. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, but I liked the remake. I thought it was good. I think maybe I liked it more because I had seen all the other garbage ones. Yeah, no, that'll because de- yeah, I was just coming off the first two, which are fucking awesome, and this one it, it was good, but I I don't think it was as good as those. Yeah, that, and then also the new um, Halloween. I watched the new Halloween last night. Oh, how's uh, that? Very. Are you a Halloween? Not the season the movie franchise i have never seen any of them oh wow yeah no that's just one that kind of it's a blind spot it never really came into my orbit i guess interesting because i grew up my mother loved the halloween film so i saw the halloween films from a young age um you should watch the first halloween movie i should at least watch the first one is that are they all on peacock now uh they might be okay if they are i might have to might have to watch those they must be somewhere at least the first one the other night i started watching a movie on prime called uh, evil dead trap and it's an 80s japanese slasher movie and like the it it's about a woman who gets who's like a, a news show host and she gets a tape of a snuff film uh sent in as like a viewer insert thing whatever and so they're showing this horrible murder scene and i'm watching it and i'm like this is shot like a porn that was weird and then there is a sex scene and i'm like this is shot like a porn and then i did some research on the movie would you believe it was made by a porn company 
Um, I have had that before. I invited a friend over once to do a Halloween marathon, and I had purchased a movie that someone was like, oh, this is great. It's a nod to like the old um, whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll get it. And we turned it on, and it was poor. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was me and my friend, and we were like, uh, and we watched the whole thing. <laughs> we were like, well, now we're committed. <laughs> Fantastic. So we have to watch. But it was like, oh, yes, it's a nod to sort of old psychological horror films, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this sounds great. And we started it. And I was like, and literally almost every time I see that friend, they're like, hey, remember when we watched and you made us watch that porn film? Uh, so I am used to the feeling of watching something and going, oh, this is like a porn. <laughs> you know, horror movies porn they're they're sort of uh tangentially related they're they're like cousins yeah 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 so step brother uh, and sister you might even say oh god <laughs> well this is a great way to end this episode of Joshi horror, the horror movies got stuck in the washing machine gotta get them out <laughs> all right anyway uh that is jumping bomb <laughs> That is Jumping Bomb Audio. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you again in two weeks to talk even more about the wonderful world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. Kelly, any final thoughts to give to the people? Now I'm just thinking about Triple H being like, hey, Steph, you'll never guess what the Jumping Bomb Audio guys are talking about near the end. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, (laughs) we will... See you in two weeks. Goodbye. Taylor and his friend watched a porn, Steph. (laughs) You gonna say goodbye? Bye, everybody. It's Triple H saying goodnight. That's a terrible Triple H. It's a really bad Triple H voice. Bye, everybody. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.